What do you think about that Buckhead Shore? Have you watched it? Uh, I watched the first episode this morning. How we, was it? We put it on. It's trash, but it's not good trash. I think by calling it trash, um, that could excite some people. They'd say, "Oh my god, trash!" No. Yeah, I was trash. gonna because I was gonna ask like, I was gonna ask you the subtleties of trash because the original Jersey Shore is trash, but it's awesome. No, this one's garbage, meaning it's not good. And there's I don't, I don't. Get Are they it. too self aware? Well, I read about the one. I'm not invested in any of this. I wasn't really into Jersey Shore. I have no feelings on Jersey Shore. People can like mm. it, uh, and it exists. Yeah. And I, from what I know about the original Jersey Shore, it was, yeah, there were these people that were just kind of there. Meaning, the show was created outside of them, and then they were cast, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And in this new show, it comes to light that the Zaxby's guy has been pitching this show. It's his idea. Hey, every year we go to my rich parents' lake house and I bring my friends. But then we also split our time uh, in Buckhead. And it's a nice dichotomy of the busy city life and all the stress and the kicking back and relaxing at the shore. It's not a shore. It's a. It's not even Lake Lanier. It's a different lake and I can't remember. What lake is it? It's like 100 miles away from Atlanta. Oh, is it the one that's like north of Lake Lanier? Yeah, I think it is north of Lake Lanier. Is it Oconee? No, it's not Oconee. With this one, they're all friends. And then the only drama that's been manufactured, and I've only seen the first episode, is the main guy has invited his ex up to the house. Oh, the Zaxby's guy? Yeah, but he's also got someone else that he's been dating. And the ex at some point sent a text message to the new girlfriend that said that she had been either talking to or hooking up, I forget, with, with the boyfriend. So now Ooh. the now the girlfriend is coming up and the ex is at the house. And it's like, who cares? Who fucking cares? Oh, I'm kind of shit. in. I'm like, ooh, what? No, because when you want, <laughs> she shows up, the ex shows up. I'm only yeah. here to get to the bottom of this. I was like, no, 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 yeah, that's the only reason you're here. You're not here to be on TV. Yeah, that's be, a good point. To be the conflict in this very boring show about these people that we don't care about that aren't interesting enough to grab our attention. You it know, sounds this, more like the Jersey Shore family vacation, which is, you know, the dying sister show of of uh, Jersey Shore. It was like when they were all kind of, they're all married, not all of them, they're married and they, some of them have kids and they're like, mommy's weekend, wow, you know, and they've all, you know, they're all, they all know each other. Um, Angelina, you know, was kicked out early or she left, you know, she, she wasn't really... She was a fun part of season two, <laughs> but uh, nobody really liked her and whatever. So they, <clears throat> you know, surprised the cast. One of the, I think Mike or Polly or something surprised everybody with Angelina coming. And there's this one shot where the door is, it's supposed to be like, oh, someone's at the door. Weird. Let me go to the door and check and see who's at the door. And the one person knows it's Angelina, but the camera work is so bad. It's like the door opens from the perspective of the person opening the door. And she's looking right in the camera saying like, you think I'm a dirty little hamster? And then it cuts to Mike's reaction. Like, Whoa. So, you know, that was filmed ahead of time <laughs> on a th- as a third person there. It was taken from the, pr- you know, so it was just like, ew, this isn't authentic. I was trying to give family vacation a chance. Oh, but and they betrayed that, you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that they lost. They did. Your, they lost your trust. 
because because set before up a scene. that stuff wasn't as manufactured. That was so manufactured. I'm sure that these new people, which, by the way, they're not that young. They're not old, but I think the main guy is 33 in the new Buckhead Shore. Mm -hmm. And then everyone else is like 27. I'm sure, though, in their minds, because the Jersey Shore cast isn't happy about this show existing. They're thinking, get out of here. You're the old dinosaurs. Your time is up. It's our time. We're the new class. And I don't, I don't think they have what it takes. I think the show, I, they're not going to go out. There's not like clubs at the the beach, the shore. Where the fuck it is? What is it? It's a lake shore. I guess it is a shore when it's on a lake. I mean, there is a shore, but it's not the shore. So I don't know. I think they're splitting. No one the, in Georgia says, let's go down to, you know, Lanier Shore. No, it's not Lanier. Or, it's not Lanier. Or Oconee Shore. It's not Oconee. I know it isn't, but I don't know what it is. So <laughs> it is. I, I had it. I looked it up earlier. Oh, I have no clue at this point. I don't want to waste the time on this. I only brought this up because I knew it would loosen you up with the current yeah, events Yeah, it is. In Thank you. It's distracting me. I have really nothing more to say than it. What is the fucking lake? My God, this is going to drive me. <laughs> this is the way to do it. Just uh, distract. I'm, a, I'm making a blanket. I'm crocheting a blanket. Oh, the first article that pops up. Where's Buckhead Shore located? The sun. This is never going to load. The sun takes all the processing power <laughs> your computer has. It's telling us what Buckhead is. I guess most people don't know. Oh, so on WSBTV. Um, Hold on, .com. Lake Burton. Lake Burton. Oh, my God. It took that long to find that stupid piece of information. <laughs> I've never heard of Lake Burton. Neither, what, a, what a crappy payoff. What are you doing? What? <laughs> that was that was way way late. I was waiting for it to to die down. That was way. That was come on. I didn't hear it get lower. Oh, you were waiting for me to to <laughs> fade it out. You usually you usually bring it down, and that's when I start. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's how it goes. I know you're right. I do usually start to fade it, but I didn't know that you were waiting on the fade as your cue. Oh, sorry. I'm waiting on the fade as my cue because I really I can't get it down exactly where you think it should go. So my, where I think it should go naturally is different. Now, welcome to one topic. where we sit <laughs> My name is Lana Fisher. My name is Greg Russ. Now, that's that's the point. Now. No. <laughs> yeah, I guess editing the show for years and adding it in after the fact instead of doing it live. That's just the point that I chose. So right, yeah. I have familiarity I, with it. I understand that you who's edited the show. I mean, when I say edit the show, it's not really editing the show. No, it's just putting the beginning and the end. Yeah, I would, I would put on the music. Sometimes I clean up the beginning. Like if anything got edited, it wasn't changing what we were saying. I would just cut stuff out. It's like, all right, this is too long because our pre-show. Yeah. Sometimes our pre-show is like 30 minutes. It grew over the years. It started <laughs> yeah. like a short conversation, sometimes just one line. And then, yeah, there were times, like you said, it was 20 minutes. I was like, eh, no, no, no. 20 minutes. No good. I, the, today's pre-show, granted, I haven't edited it yet, but... Uh, I think we have a good eight minutes. Oh, 
It felt like longer. Talking about reality TV, which I'm sure, mm-hmm. you know, nothing perks you up, brightens your day. Like talking about, I mean, the fact that you're telling me about the way they shot Jersey Shore guest house or whatever the hell Family it's called. Family vacation. It's like, oh, this one was so set up. And it really, I was, they, they tried to deceive me. They challenged my intelligence and I caught on and I said, you know what? No, I'm not watching anymore. I didn't know that this much thought was put into reality TV production and the values of, this, of that production and the ethics. I don't know if other people reacted that way. <clears throat> I'm sure some did, you know, and some either don't care or don't notice or like kind of tricked by it. But, and I know that um, certain things as the seasons went on, um, even in season, wait, was it season two? Yeah, season two where they went to Miami. You know, I know that some of that stuff was set up a lot of the girls that would show up at, you know, comma, they would be sort of scouted that day by producers and asked to come out that night. Like, hey, we're going to be out tonight. Um, you know, Vinny would like to talk to you or something. So I understand. But outside of that, it was like no lines were fed and not even storylines were fed. You know, it was just happening and they were filming it. And even the stuff that went on, like the huge fights that were really uncomfortable, they didn't step in unless, you know, security stepped in. Like there were some fight. There was a fight in Italy where they had to cut a bunch of stuff out because the castmates were looking at the camera people and the sound people saying, like, you're just going to let this happen. (laughs) Um, And then security stepped in. But yeah, they did not interfere, you know, and then when you when you go from that experience to supposedly the same franchise and it's so contrived and just knocks you out of what you're used to experiencing, you know, then it's vacation. Okay. Vacation home. You're saying family vacation. No. Why did they go to Miami in the second season? That's that blows my mind. I feel as though that should have been a gimmick later on when they were trying to stretch the show, but the second season they leave Jersey. I think because they filmed it, they didn't know they felt they fil- they filmed the first season and they didn't know if it was going to be popular, right? Like how well it was going to do. And then it did so well that they were like this is cheap as shit. Like let's let's keep going, but it's winter time in Jersey. So let's send them down to Miami where it's, you know, no, they couldn't nice. wait. They didn't want to wait. They wanted to churn it out. And then they came right back uh into the Jersey house. Um, for the next, uh, yeah, for that summer. And then they sent them to Italy. I mean, good for them. And then they were back at the house, like directly from Italy. They sent them back uh, to Jersey Shore and things got weird because they were all exhausted. You know, Mike had gone through withdrawals in Italy because, you know, he couldn't get his pills that he was on, his like Vicodins or whatever um, he was on. So he, he was he was a mess in Italy and then because he was all you know coming down and sick and whatever and then it back in in Jersey when he was able to get his pills and things he was you know erratic and manic and it's weird. Where do you learn all of this? Reddit. You should do an oral history. When are you going to do your other podcast? I'd want to, I want to do. It's already done a, though. People have already done it, right? I haven't found a good one though. They've already done the oral history and they've given all the trivia of behind the scenes of Jersey Shore. 
Maybe I could make like a TikTok account where I give some little tidbits. <laughs> but see, that's that's definitely that exists. I mean, good for these people. They made a career of it most of the time. I think anyone previously who stuck with their reality fame had to do that road rules, real world challenge shit on the Oof, TV. And they did that forever. Like Some got, of those people have been on since the beginning. Well, Because you got your show. Let's say you were on road rules the first season. Wasn't one of those guys? Like, I feel like... I forget their kit is is who I remember from the first road rules. Which, but she's made her she's made a career, right? I don't know what's going on with her. She's the only one with a Wikipedia entry. And now that I look it up, uh, Kit Hoover, she's from Atlanta. And she claims she's had 10 jobs in the past two years. I don't know what the fuck that's about. Oh, what is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't I know. That seems, like a, brag. <laughs> it seems like a bad thing. Um, I felt like that guy, Mark, from the first road rules. It doesn't matter ultimately, but I feel as though he was hosting that show for quite a long time and he was one of the few to stretch it out. But you know, was the he, he was hosting the challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't there somebody else on road rules that made it kind of big? Oh, I'm thinking of the Miz or the Wiz, the Miz. What was he on? Was he on oh yeah. He was real world. Yeah. He was on real world. Uh, okay. Not road rules. He was a later real world, though. Yeah, back to New York. Apparently, the real world finally just did a season in Atlanta that was only online. Yeah, so. I remember all those years, all those years, like living in Atlanta when real world was in its height, at its height. uh, And people, it's going to be in Atlanta next season. It's happening and it never I heard that, too, over and over. (laughs) It's going to be in Atlanta. And for some reason, I didn't care that much, but. I did think, oh, that'll be cool. I live in Atlanta, and then they'll yeah. For so, I was for some reason I would have been like proud. Which yes, is it something <laughs> to be proud I don't of? Know why? But you know, yeah. Again, this is at the show's height with popularity, and I feel as though being young, a teenager, and other teenagers just watching on, like, oh, they think my city's cool because I, I watched Seattle, and I, that made me think Seattle was cool. Ooh, that Seattle season was kind of dark. That was, that's the ones. So the only time I really watched the real world was Seattle, Boston, Hawaii. Ooh, the Hawaii one was so good. And then Las Vegas. I don't know which order they were. I feel as though Boston out of those was first and then (sighs) Seattle. Yeah. I don't remember where Boston fell. Boston had the two friends who were in the military academy together. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I I don't recall Boston that much. I loved Seattle. I loved Hawaii. Um, I watched the first season. I didn't really understand it because it really was like the I feel like too they were too old for like maybe I was too young. I don't know. But then <clears throat> when the second season, I guess it was like San Francisco. Um, Is that the one with Puck? Yes, uh, that I was the third. Se- that. that was the third. And season. Pedro. It was the third season, but yes. Oh, okay. See, they did a London, and and the, the London f- one was really good. I had no clue. And the funny, yeah. I'm looking at this list now. So you had Boston as the sixth season, Seattle, Hawaii. So obviously, I watched three years in a row, and then, <laughs> yeah. and then New Orleans, back to New York. New Orleans was good too. In Chicago, I didn't watch any of those. 
And then for some reason, Las Vegas, which is, remember, this is around the time we met and I was working at the radio station. You were working at the radio uh station. And the buzz had started and it was on the air there because I remember talking about it on the air because I really liked that uh, trashy girl, Brie, I think was her name. Oh, that's right. I remember you liking her. Um, That was when I stopped liking the real world when it was in Las Vegas because Again, it got like too self-aware. The first thing they do is like they're all in the jacuzzi together and they're like, like let's get so much. Bryn, you know? by the way, was her name. Um, and I shouldn't call her trashy. I'm sorry for that. I did, I, I, who am I to make such a judgment? Hmm. Right? Sure. Who am I? Cameron, I think from that season, uh, is on Southern Charm. I don't know what that is. Southern Charm is a Bravo show with like fucking racist how do you go from so it's all it's all rigged you go from one reality show to another at this point you're just a reality show actor and then her sister was on survivor and might have won i think if she didn't win she got really far and she was very popular so they're like a reality show (laughs) dynasty I'm thinking about why I called this it's called Bryn Trashy. I think it's because she was from a small town in my mind. You know, this is my elitist attitude. I was like, oh, from a small town with her stupid beliefs. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, she was the I'm looking at the cast. She, I think she looks the most I don't know. Not trashy. Well, whatever. I shouldn't be labeling people such upper class, such adjectives. <laughs> I liked her. I thought I could uh, parlay my radio stardom mm-hmm. in a in a god knows what ten watt radio station that nobody could really pick up. I was like, oh, I can relay that into an interview, and then I'll charm her and win her over. <laughs> she has a look. She has a very nineties look. I thought, yeah, I thought that in in my mind, it's like she's on TV, I'm on the radio. Yeah, that's equal. That's well, odd. what happened with that girl that was auditioning and got really far in uh, American Idol that you like made out with? Nothing, nothing. What do you mean? What happened? Well, I feel like that was a little bit of, you know, hey, I'm working in radio and I have well, access to you a little bit. Yeah, I think that was just right. Place <laughs> and I'm not like a normie. I think I I was just right place, right time. Yeah. Uh, Yes, being at the radio station. And then she came in because she lived in Atlanta and she was on American Idol. And then around the same age. And that was around that time that we were taking those limousines places. Real. My God, it's embarrassing to think about. You remember this? No. What do you mean? What what limousine? You never know. You weren't a part of the club then, I guess. Uh, Yeah, because I'm a fucking woman through the radio station connections um one of the people we worked with met oh, yeah. met a guy who ran a limousine company and then set things up and we would go out on the weekends and the limousine would just drive us around and i was like 22 23 years old i can big time only imagine how insufferable i like i didn't think it was cool being in the limousine. I didn't think it made me better. And if anything, right. when we got somewhere and the door opened, I was a bit embarrassed because someone sees a limousine and you're like, who's getting out? And then, you know, this chump stumbles out <laughs> with a ball bearing yeah. necklace. 
<laughs> a backwards DC shoes hat. And, and I wasn't proud, but I was also like getting wasted. Yeah. And I know that we went to dad's garage at some point in the limousine mm-hmm. and Lucky Yates was doing his show and I was just being loud. We were sitting in the first row. Ugh. <laughs> That's exactly the kind of person you want to punch in the face. Yeah. That's what it was. But then one of those nights when we had that limousine. Just the, like be chill, dude. The American yeah. Idol person was with us. What was her name? I don't remember her name. Starshine. I really don't remember it. Yeah. Um, I know that she was in another band. She lived in Nashville after the fact and she's still doing music, which is good for her. Um, but that was nothing really ever came of that. I know what you're trying to to draw the distinction. I was like, well, oh. I wasn't saying like something should come of it. I'm just saying that maybe it was it was facilitated by you being in radio oh, and you having a limousine. <laughs> if anything, yeah, the limit. I remember at some point we all went back to my apartment though. And I had that really ridiculous print that I had bought from the town center mall in Kennesaw, Georgia. Yeah. Like a sun setting over an Island. <laughs> and I framed it and it was over <laughs> the couch. <laughs> God. <laughs> I look being that age, just having something in a frame, I felt as though yeah. it was classy, really classy. It was like, instead of just a poster tacked to the wall. But what what the fuck was I thinking? Like I don't like the beach. I don't I don't find peace. True. In a sunset over an island in the ocean. I just. But you know, what do you put a picture of up on your wall? It's like this. This is what people do, I guess. So. I had no clue. I I still trying to figure like identity around that time leading up to it and i think i was a bit late i think most people struggle with their identity when they're in late middle school early high school and for whatever reason it took me a bit longer as like because growing up in the south too like i was tempted at times like i'm i don't know camouflage is cool maybe i should get into hunting and and i did you know i had a toyota tacoma four-wheel drive at some point and did go off-road Drove through a mud puddle and killed a bullfrog by accident. Huh. It wasn't on purpose. I just we went through the thing <laughs> and then ran it over. And then they, my my truck was covered in mud and I kept it like that for a month. Yeah. Drove what I don't know. I'm see going off roading in that instance. That's fine. I, I enjoyed it. Like the, we went to North Georgia. My friend Kent was going to school at Young Harris up there, and. Being able to take your car to the top of a mountain because they had four-wheel drive, that's nice. And then going through a mud puddle, fine. So what? That's fun. But then leaving it there, that's that's the line. Leaving the, it's, it's saying something about who I am. What's it saying? It's, that's not even who I am. <sighs> Again, I, you're just trying to sort of... Try, I felt like during the, not your, not the age group you're talking about, but before, like middle school... Uh, maybe the start of high school. Um, it felt like you're just trying things on. You're just trying on different sort of outfits or costumes to see which one fits. Yeah, it's a good way of putting it. And everyone is her name Nikki. Who? The girl that you kissed. She, I think she was on season one. No, it's not her name. No. <laughs> no, it's not her name. I, I I don't remember, but it's not Nikki. Like I would I'm if I heard sure it. No, if I heard it, I would remember it. Yeah. 
<clears throat> Nikki McGibbon. No, no. McKibben. No. All right, sorry. You really, um, want, you really want to figure that out. Yeah, I do. Oh, wait. Yes. I see her. Her name is Vanessa Olivares. Yes, that was it. Yes, I see her now. Now she looks just like season one, who I just said, N- Nikki, whatever. All right. You're, you're vindicated. Yes. <laughs> well, that's who it was. Okay. I changed the way I did my blush because I liked the way that she looked. She had like a fun look. Oh, you're mimicking her. No, I just thought like, oh, I'm going to put my, I'm going to try my blush there. I was, didn't really know where to put my blush. I put it, started putting it on my cheeks, on the apples in my cheeks. Anyway. What an interesting time. I guess in, you know, in a yeah. weird way, they wasn't, the way that we were living at that point. Well, no, I was going to say if it was filmed, it could have been a reality show, but it's not that exciting. That's the thing. Well, I think that when you're in it. That's why these things are manipulated to begin with, because most life isn't that exciting. Yeah, I can't imagine. Like if if you could get a hold of the Jersey Shore, uh, just straight, just feeds, you know, (laughs) what's happening. But I guess that's kind of what happens with Big Brother. Right. They kind of just are filmed. Yeah, editing that is a nightmare. Going through hours and hours and hours of footage. I mean, actually, as an editor at that point, you're just cutting to time codes and what people told you about producing and the story. Oh, that's true. I mean, I guess it also depends, but those things have to be turned around so quickly. And they really aren't easy to piece together because you do have so much footage and you have to form a story out of it. So you have people. But the person, like there's someone, though, like you said, there's a producer that's, what do they do? Do they keep track of? Okay, so there's the people that are filming, right? They're just filming. They're just doing their job, holding the camera, getting shots. But then there's people in a control room sort of watching all that stuff and then marking down when things are happening. Yeah, there's people taking notes. And I'm sure okay. I'm sure as it evolved over time, like if you think of the first real world. Yeah. I don't know how authentic it was, meaning... There was probably some kind of manipulation, but also just putting people in a confined space and giving them booze and bringing different people with different outlooks together. I think that was the most that they did because I don't think, I think as, as real world developed, I think it was about, here's a lot of booze. Oh, and here's some like, here's some little things that happened to you. Let's film that. You know, like here, here are some sort of, I just remember in one of those, I think it was San Francisco. Um, they found a dog and they were figuring out how to like get a home for the dog or maybe adopt the dog or something. And then, but in the previous season, I think that it had happened to them too. And I thought, Hey, wait a minute. Well, as you said, they also found a dog. As you said, there's, there's tropes that pop up and people probably don't even think about it. But I was going to say that I think in the early, that early, that first season, I think it was just about bringing different types of people together um, that we hadn't really experienced before. Because there was the real Southern woman who got in that fight about race with that other guy. (laughs) Um, So I think that the producers manipulated it like that. But I think early on they were more hands off. Well, that's what I was saying. I th- I, early on, they probably were more hands off. Mm-hmm. Um, but going back to what you were talking about, how they produce these shows, yeah, there's notes. There's people on the spot trying to 
create a story arc. And mm. that's why we're sometimes I think things are manipulated too. It's like, we got a big gap here. Let's fill this in. So we're going to create this situation and set this thing up and hopefully get what we need out of it. And then I think if you don't get what you need, then you take it a step further and you start staging things a bit more. Uh, and then by the time it gets to an editor, it's just, here's a bunch of footage, but probably a script and yeah, like a flow to follow. I know that in Jersey shore, there was this big fight and then it moved on to the next day. And during that next day, they, they used footage from the previous night of a fight that Vinny and Angelina get into. And I don't know why they didn't include it in the proper day, but everyone's wearing the clothes that they were wearing previously. And it's like, they weren't wearing those clothes a minute ago when they were all in that. So I don't know why they, I guess because when I first watched it, I didn't catch it. It was only on a rewatch. So I was like, wait, what? Why are they? Hey, that was, that was Vangelina's dress from yesterday. <laughs> oh, you're betrayed again. Yeah. And that was season two. So I'm surprised But again, up. that just made me think of that because maybe there was like a gap, you know, and they said for this episode, we're going to cut it out of the fight. You know, like this fight episode, we're going to cut this part, this little, you know, C storyline fight out. But then when maybe the next day they needed something to fill, they're like, hey, let's include that fight that they got into. It's not anything fun to work on. And from what I hear, I've never worked oh, really? on another show, but it's just because the turnarounds are so fast. Like there are night shifts and they're just constantly working and people are burnt out. They're not easy things to do. They're cheap to do. They don't cost a lot to shoot, but I don't think most people who work on them actually enjoy it. And I, I think they do get tired pretty quickly. Uh, depending on the show too. I think something like Catfish is a bit more contained because... Catfish feels so fake. Well, it, it's fake in the sense that things are set up beforehand. They show up at the house and the catfish comes out mic'd up. Right, right, yeah. But from what I, from what I hear about that show is Neve and Max or whoever's hosting it now with him uh, and the person who's been... They don't... They're, those are their genuine reactions. Like they haven't talked to any of these people yet, but a bunch of other people have had conversations and probably okay. coached a bit, but they're so basically they're just dropped in a situation that has been set up and then you're capturing their actual reactions to it. <clears throat> to me, it feels like they knew each other and they said, let's do a cat. Let's pretend to be catfishing. Or no, something. I think sometimes that does happen, but those people get caught like you. They've done shows. Oh, they do? They've done shows where. Uh, it turns out it's all a setup, but you know oh. they've, they've spent the time <laughs> filming it. It's too much of a risk, I think, on that one. That one, something like Jersey Shore or Real World, is more reactionary. You set things up, you try to get uh, the things that you want. But I, when I say reactionary, I mean uh, in the edit and creating the story. You see what mm -hmm. you have, and then you create the story on that. Something like Catfish. It's like the story is the same every time. They can it can alter a bit and deviate a bit, but it's always the same story arc. Somebody is talking to someone. Is it real? Ultimately, that's what it is. And there's probably, is it ever real? Yeah, sometimes it's actually the actual person. But I think they play it up. It's it's like why was this person so secretive? Like it's probably pretty obvious. Like oh, this person's real, but we got to play it up and make it seem like that yeah. they're not for the sake of having a show. 
So with that one, you know, there's a risk involved in that if you just left it to chance, maybe the person wouldn't show up and you've spent all this time filming yeah. with someone and then you try to go meet the catfish and then they're not, nope, I'm not coming on TV. Yeah, you're right. So there does have to be a lot of intervention <clears throat> on that show. But I also think right. it's easier to work on because of that. It's, uh, they're all formulaic. Well, yeah, it's easier to control. They're all formulaic at this point. Um, and then, yeah, you know, people I, get, I don't, I could never get into catfish. I put it on sometimes just as background. Yeah. I think it's probably played out a couple seasons. Is it of still, it. is it still going? No, they're still going. Yeah. <laughs> Why? It's, I guess it gets ratings. People enjoy yeah. it. Does it get ratings? You think? I guess it gets streams. I don't. Yeah. Who knows what they're basing it on these days, but what does MTV yeah. really have? They have uh buckhead shore is what they're going with. <laughs> is that on MTV? Yeah, why wouldn't it be on MTV? That's what Jersey Shore is on. Well, yeah, that's right. Why wouldn't it be? I just think of it on Hulu. I don't even think about it as MTV anymore. Did you ever apply for any of these shows? Did you ever dream of being on? One no, of these I shows? made a video though once, like an audition tape. For which one? For Real World. What was it? It was so stupid. It was me, you know, introducing myself and. <laughs> It's embarrassing. I was saying that, like, I wasn't going to be as wild as some of these people are. Like, I'm going to be the normal one. And I was thinking, and then only later when I was like, why would a producer ever want someone who's just going to be like regular? Well, that's what (laughs) I never wanted to be on one of these shows. But if I thought about it, I thought about lying to the producers making it seem like i was going to be drama and then actually just living my life as i live it where it's like he's just sitting on the couch again yeah <laughs> he's just sitting there he's not doing anything there. he's avoiding he's not he's avoiding conflict he's not engaging and this is really boring and then they would just not oh uh, but it would happen naturally because they would ply you with booze and especially back then you would have gotten silly i mean and people people will have you you may not do something but you probably would bother others and then they would get to react and then it would be like a thing. Oh, that would be the plant. That would be the the mole, the producer's friend. Like, go to Greg. He'll stir shit. Oh, yeah. Trolling. That'd be kind of fun. I, I wonder if there is a person like that in the cast of these shows. That they go to that yeah. person more than others to help get things. Well, I do think that some people, you know... I'm thinking about Jersey Shore just because that's the one I've seen more the most recently Um, that I think that some people are better at playing the game. And like I said, talking behind, you know, making sure that if if they hear something that could be slightly construed as, you know, shitting on someone else, then they'll make sure that that person finds out about it. And I don't know if that was a you know, sort of explicitly said as a producer to go do that. But I know that in the confessionals, not the ones that are individuals, but the ones that are like afterwards, you know, when they, the producers sit them down and ask them questions. Sometimes they'll say, you know, Hey, you know, someone in the house is saying this about you. What do you think about that? Well, blah, 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 blah. And then it's like, well, who do you think it was? And then they'll sort of plant the seed that it's like, yeah, Snooki's talking shit about you. (laughs) So it'll be, uh, oh, and you know what happened in Jersey Shore? There was all of this stuff that happened uh, that s- between that Ronnie did at the club. That Who's Sammy, Ronnie? 
Ronnie's the stupid fucking one from the Bronx. He's the one who went to jail. No, that's domestic sick. abuse. Oh, domestic. Yeah, I don't. I didn't know if he went to jail. Oh, maybe he didn't go to jail. So I. I don't know. I don't want to say, spread false information. Allegedly. Uh, no, Ronnie, but he, Ron and Sam. Okay. You know, all their fights. Anyway, so um, there was all of this stuff that was eventually told to Sammy about Ronnie did what Ronnie did, but um, <laughs> it's hard to explain. But anyway, the point is, is that the next season they immediately went from Miami to Jersey and during Jersey, like a, two weeks into it or something, the producers sat them all down and let them watch some of the final Miami se- uh, episodes so that Sammy could see what happened. So while you're watching the third season, there's kind of this shift that happens. And if you don't know this information, you don't know why it's happened. Like, why is Sammy freaking out all of a sudden? Like, You're obsessed. You're absolutely obsessed. I'm not obsessed. I just know. Why? But it takes the effort and time to learn these things. It's fun. It's a soap opera. I know a real life soap opera. Ronnie and Sam were taking home eighty thousand dollars an episode. That uh, first season, they made nothing. No, of course they didn't because they weren't. They were. Pay- they got free booze and free food, um, but all the money that they had was it came from working at the store at the t-shirt shop. That makes sense, though, because you bring people in and of course they're going to do it. If someone said you can go live in this house for free and we'll pay for your booze and your food and you'll be on TV. Yeah. And you're 22. You'll say, yes, I'm there. Why not? And then when it becomes successful, they should get paid more. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Because the money's there. That's the same thing, you know, with with pro athletes. Should they get millions of dollars? You can argue that that's ridiculous. But in the context of that industry, the money's there. So either the money goes to the owners or it goes to the players. Sure. And the players are the one putting the product on the field. You can say that the owners ultimately are the ones doing that. But yeah. No, but the, the, the players are the ones that are sort of risking their bodies. Yeah. And baseball, not as much. But yes. Yeah, baseball. Well, maybe with baseball, it's like risking your health just because you're sitting around constantly. I mean, they play a lot of games. Uh, dip is chewing gum uh, no, the cavities. Dip, the dip's gone. I don't think you can dip anywhere. But so, Good, in that, so disgusting. in that in that world, though, it's like yes, it is crazy that someone gets paid that much money to play a game, but they should, because yeah, they if they it. don't, the money doesn't just disappear. It doesn't go to us. It doesn't go to good causes. It goes into the owners' pockets. So same thing here. I'm glad that they're making eighty thousand dollars an were, episode. Uh, was the cast all paid the same? I don't know. I don't have so this quick blurb. Says yeah. the last member to join the show, Dina, yeah, was only earning forty thousand an episode. Dina, Weena, Kleena. I don't know what that reference is. She's a blast in a glass. But uh, only forty thousand dollars an episode. So I but guess that's her first season. I'm sure on the second season she was on. Paulie DJ Paulie D apparently has a net worth of twenty million dollars. Well, that's because he's a, a DJ, Vegas DJ, yeah. Okay, but still, I mean, he parlayed his fame. Yeah, he did a good job. I think he and Snooki are probably the most successful because Snooki started a sort of clothing store. I think she has two. Um, The clothes are probably just, you know, 
they have to be the most <laughs> like she has like a, a fashion whatever she just has a bunch of clothes and stuff in her store so i mean i don't know anything about i don't i don't want to go too deep into this because okay. it bores me and i don't know much mm-hmm. about it but the real housewives i was going to say that i feel like real housewives already have money i know they're getting more money but it's hard mm-hmm. to gauge the success based on the show alone but i was going to say i feel like jersey shore people are probably the most successful reality stars and i'm sure that the housewives turn that into a lot of money too and probably get paid a lot so it feels like right but the point of watching housewives was um uh what's it called when you uh like idealize something or uh it's like you hope to be that sometime someday mm. what's that phrase where you're like i hope <laughs> aspirational it's like oh. aspirational tv watching you know like you well, you know who else? Have, uh, you're right. I think Jersey Shore. I think when you start when when you when you start with people that were just regular people, little chumps. Yeah, chumps and chooches. Yeah, they turn into some. It, the The show turns into something so big, and then they are able to make a bunch of money uh, the, uh, from basically nothing. It's also because they're seasons and they're recurring cast. Whereas these other shows at first, it's like you're on just this season, then you're done. You're kicked to the curb. So you're not like, getting what do you paid. mean? What other shows? Like with real world, they were the, you're, oh, you got your right. season mm-hmm. and then your season's over and we got no use for you anymore. We're not repeating. That's gotta be kind of difficult. You're very young. You're put in this situation. You know, you, you have access to this situation you're on TV. People know you. People are into you. And it's just like a flash in the pan. And then you're just dumped on the side of the road. You're like, well, back to my normal life. You probably think that, yeah, this is it. I've made it. Yeah. Even, even you know, me getting into radio, it's hard enough to break in and you get your break. Mm-hmm. And then you're there and like, hey, I did this. I did the hard part and I'll figure out the rest. And you think you're set. And then it's like, oh, no, I'm not set. Mm-mm. And I have a lot of my life left and it all kind of went away quickly. <laughs> right. You know, remember the guy. So you watched the Hawaii season. Do you remember that uh, dude in the very beginning who had like fun hair and he went skinny dipping immediately with the other chick? Mm, yeah. Rufy. <laughs> well, anyway, he, you know, he got a little bit of something. I think he was in that Ryan Reynolds movie. Where he was in uh, college for a long time. Uh, oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Um, Ryan Reynolds. Aspirational. College movie. Van Wilder. He was in Van Wilder. What was that so guy? I was like, all right, there's that guy from fucking real world Hawaii. And I never saw him ever again. But you got something. I mean... Th- Great tech was that guy's name, right? Oh, tech. That was yeah. his name. But that's probably even worse. Then you get in a movie and you're like, okay, maybe I can turn this into something. Right. You're like, this is it. Ryan Reynolds. Wow. Yeah. Big National time. Lampoon. I, I, it, 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 it is difficult to stay relevant. And sometimes I think that. It's what bothers me about it. People are just trying to stay in the spotlight and it is a very difficult thing to do. Even if you get there, keeping the spotlight on you, it's hard. And at some yeah, point you don't know. And you're, and these people, these kids are what? Like 20, 
one, 22 years old. They don't know what they're doing. Yeah, they're being exploited. They're getting yeah. something out of it. They're making the choice. That's always the funny thing. It's like they chose to do it. Yes, they did. But, you know, these 50-year-old producers know exactly what they're doing. <laughs> Taking advantage of the kids. Giving them something they want. Like, I don't feel bad for them. Right. Uh, but there's an inability to grasp fully that this maybe isn't it. Like this is happening and that's cool now, but this isn't necessarily going to lead to something. And that grasp after the fact quite often. And then this is what annoys me about social media. I know there's good stuff and I know there's things that, you know, you enjoy and rightly so. It's not all wrong just because I make fun of it. I'm, I'm sorry. Do, I thought you were going to continue a point. I know. I just want to give you a chance to, to hear me say to you, and just because I said something doesn't mean it's right. I just wanted. I wanted <laughs> oh, that to, I totally agree. I just wanted with you, that to, to sink in. But I think you. for the most part, it feels desperate to me. I feel the desperation of people. And but to me, okay, go ahead. That's that's what turns me off. I think though that desperation comes from your <clears throat> your anxiety about putting anything out there. No, it doesn't. It's not. No. Because even with this show, you were worried about putting something out there and like what it, what people would think about it. It's like sometimes people just want to share something. You're right. Some people are probably very desperate and weird and like, I don't know what they need it's, from, you know, they're getting some weird need met from social media. But sometimes it's just like, well, it's dis it's different than what you're saying, though. Yeah. Some people maybe don't think about it. Or overthink it the way I do, sure. But the the ultimate, like the goal of it all, is to get that spotlight. Like in doing this show, I felt as though I had things to say and I wanted to do it. And I battled with the idea of who the hell do I think I am to think I'm someone who even has something worth saying or saying something that other people would be interested in listening to. That's the battle. But in doing this. I wasn't thinking I want to do this because I want to be in the spotlight and known and famous. And I, and I feel as though quite often, not everyone, because there are people mm -hmm. who put out content and they want the content out there because it's good and they can live at that. We can leave it there. But the driving force for a lot of people seems to be the fame. And that motivation leads to some really pathetic cheesy cringeworthy stuff i agree but i think i think the number of people or maybe it's just my experience with my for you page on tiktok you know it's just maybe the people i follow or that i come across don't seem to always be as sort of hungry for that fame but there's it's just, this okay. one well go ahead i want to <clears throat> well there's this one video that keeps popping up and i keep saying i dislike it you know, to stop showing stuff like that to me. It's like a guy, he's mic'd up, he's in a public park, and he's like, you know, he'll sit, like, take these broken wings, and then he'll fart in front of, like, as a group of people walk by, and they're like, oh, the reaction. I'm like, shut up. This is so stupid. Seems like it's huge, though. This guy probably has millions of views. I don't know if he does, because I'm instantly annoyed. But anyway, so stuff like that. Well, the onion. Maybe the, yeah. the onion huh? that you like, the shallot, whatever. Well, I thought that the content was 
interesting. The content and is interesting. This is a guy who gives historical facts, right? And and well, I don't know what he does. I don't know if he just did that one time <clears throat> or if it was like his shtick. But whatever, I do find like what's why do I have to receive information in a dull way? Why can't I receive it in a fun way? And I feel it as becomes though somebody, more memorable. If somebody presenting information that is interesting is enough. I don't need someone. It doesn't have to be let. I don't need I'm, someone. Maybe I'm not as interested unless there's like a funny thing, like a funny shower. Well, that's sad to me. To me. That's sad to me that I'm not interested in this unless there's a man dressed like an onion. And then, it's not that I'm not interested it on, in it unless it's just you won't even maybe give it a I chance. wouldn't have sought it out. Yeah, you wouldn't even give it a chance. If <laughs> I would give it a chance, but it just made it more interesting. Like, hey, isn't this interesting? And look how ridiculous this part is. See, to me, it doesn't feel. Well, listen, I don't know what his motive and I don't really care if he was trying to get famous or whatever. It appealed to me. I felt like those two things could live on their own. This content was inf- was was interesting and it was kind of ridiculous and made me laugh and uh, the the fact that he's like this serious thing that he's telling me about and I'm learning something it's... is coming from a stupid shallot and then let's back up even more in a TikTok you know an app that was originally made while people were like lip syncing to things you know like it's stupid but whatever i still got the information it's still cool yeah i guess as long as you're getting the information if that's what it takes i just wish it didn't take that it doesn't oh, take that's what that. it took that's what it took I, no it doesn't we, take that if it was a person talking and it was interesting i would have stayed and listened to that too all right but well, it just happened to also be funny that it was in a shallot I'm going to move back to your audition tape because we moved away from that too quickly to wrap up the show. Well, I just, why I, so did, was there specifically, did you just put a tape together arbitrarily or what did you look? I don't know. I guess there was internet at the time. What, what year was this? I didn't have a computer. So, so I, because there was probably directions, uh, what you were supposed to put together for them on the VHS. Uh, no. Or did they just want a tape of you talking? I don't know. I just introduced myself and said how old I was and where I lived. And I explained some things. And I then I like showed them around the outside of my apartment. See, this, is, then, what, this is what happened. You, you are the onion. I said I wanted to get away from it. But uh-huh. because you're not, a, I'm just going to be the normal person. That's not even who you would want to be. You were desperate to set yourself apart and you knew that every other person probably wasn't saying I'm the normal person. So in an effort to get an upper hand and the advantage and maybe get cast in a role that had less competition, you pretended to be something you're not. And ultimately, maybe this guy likes being an onion, but (laughs) I can't speak to whether or not he's being true to himself. But I think that's what happens a lot overall. And it feels to me that if you had put yourself out there for who you were, it's still the chances. Well, were, at the t- were it low, was but. I am I'm not an, an insane person, and I'm not going to start drama where there doesn't need to. You know what I mean? No, I'm no, not you that, you be so. the the quirky one. Yeah. And to present yourself as normal, I wonder if anyone ever saw it. I I think I sent it. And I know with I like, I wonder if they saw it though. Like yeah, there's probably so many coming in that. 
not all of them got watched. They couldn't have. No, they're going through until they find. There could be like interns that might watch it. Yeah. So if there's an intern, they're looking for keywords in the moment. It's like, I'm normal. Get them out of here. Get get her out of here. (laughs) Yeah. You know, whatever. So that's the show you would have wanted to be on, though. If it, yeah, because I mean, what other shows were there? At All the right, time? so any the any of them now? We don't have to be mid nineties. This was like two thousand. Oh, this was two thousand. Two thousand one. When you sent that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you would have been on the Vegas season. Ew! I would have been so annoyed. And they lived in that cool hotel. But I think that being being in a cast like that, especially at that stage, like earlier on in in real world, I would have. I think I would have been. I would have fit in more. But later on, when it became so well known and kind of like there's an expectation, you know, don't you think you'd be annoyed almost like at theater kids, you know, where it's like, I, I know you're trying instead of just you guys. Like, oh, my God, let's get this jacuzzi. Ah, I'm topless. Ah. You know, I'd be like, Ugh. yeah, definitely It'd drive me insane. So any of the shows, if you could be on any of these reality shows, and you know right a lot, now? yeah, any any time of history. Oh, I wanted to be on Real Housewives of Atlanta in the early seasons just to be friends with Nene and Kim because their friendship was like just this white wine fueled fun kiki gabbing gals time and i just thought that looked like a lot of fun um otherwise uh, i don't know maybe that's it because i was thinking of vanderpump rules but that's such like a toxic garbage oh you should you should pitch real housewives of crofton yeah, we all just take our kids to the pool. I, I think there's an audience for it. I'm like, hey, there's people like me. It's a healthier image reflected back on the viewer. True. They, so boring. They see themselves. <laughs> no, because no, people don't want to see themselves. They want to see aspirational. That's why people were kind of against below deck for a while. Because it's like, why do I want to watch maids on a boat? <laughs> it's <laughs> until they until you got to get to, you got to see you know the. For me, I loved Below Deck uh, because I miss being in the service industry. So it was fun to see sort of the problems with the guests. And, you know, then afterwards, they're all still living together, you know, because they're stuck on the boat. So they all sort of have these boat romances. And it's fun. (laughs) So I think maybe I think I would be good on Below Deck. Maybe that's the one I would definitely choose. Yeah, you have to leave your kids though, so you couldn't do that one. Well, you said at any time. Yeah, so. Sure, at any time. You're you're right. Yeah, as a younger person, like maybe before I was married. But you could like, do the Housewives like, of Crofton now. I don't want to do the Housewives. You'd be of rich. Crofton. Think about that sweet money pouring in. That Bravo. I don't. I don't want to be. Oh no. That, no, those, I would want to go back in time. Those Bravo bucks. Yeah, Road Rules. I think that first season of Road Rules I really liked. I. I never wanted to be a part of road rules. I remember thinking like, should I audition for, you know, I, th- I think it was cool. Rules? I like the idea of driving around in that RV. Oh, I did not. For There's just- a family here that <clears throat> sold their townhouse and 
they bought an RV and they're like living in the RV now that's, and they're going to take, they're going to live in the RV with their two kids. It's a common thing. It's not that expensive. No, uh, I don't care about it being expensive. I just think it's a horrible idea. That's a, yeah. It's common. It's not expensive to fill it with water or empty the gray tank. It's like 10 to $25 to get rid of your waste. Gross. <laughs> not a big deal. <laughs> that's a popular thing. A lot of people are, are doing that. I, I, overall, we I think, suspect they're racist. Overall, the thing that bothered me most with all of these shows is you had to share bedrooms. Like, so yes, the RV would be tight quarters, but if you're going to do uh, it, I like the idea rules. of the no. And think of real world, any of them, they all have multiple beds in one room. I hated that. And these open floor plans without doors because they oh, need to. Yeah. I would never. Oh, can I be on Rock of Love? I don't know what no. that is. Yeah, Rock of Love with. I was thinking not Flavor of Love because he is like. Is that the one with Bandana, dude? Yeah, Rock of Love from uh, Poison. Oh yeah, Brett. Yeah, Brett Michaels. Yes. What a what a weird one. Ooh, that show is absolute garbage. I'd, but I'd, so much fun. I'd go on Love Is Blind. I'd give them exactly what they wanted in the pods. Uh, I would make everyone fall in love with me, and I just say that because I turn on my charm, and there'd be yeah. no way that they couldn't. And then so that would be great. It's like, oh, every woman wants to wants Greg to propose to them. Mm -hmm. And then so that would give them a good story. And then I pick one. And then immediately I would be repulsed about the fact that I was being forced to live with someone and they were invading my space. And so it would be such contrast to what was in the pods that it would give them a great story, too. And they'd say this was the best, the best cast member we've ever had as far as as compelling storytelling goes. <laughs> was that the one where uh, what, they just talk over the wall, right? Like through the wall? Yeah, they don't see each other. Right, okay. They talk and then they... That was an early pandemic show. Yeah, they've had their second season and the third's coming out. Yeah, I've heard that pe people like it still. And there's a Japanese version that's very interesting. Ooh, and then there's a Brazilian version, which is the complete opposite. as far opposite as the, as the Japanese version as you could get. The American yeah. one falls somewhere in the middle of the two. What happens in the Brazilian it's one? It's just everything. Screaming and yelling and uh, jealousy. And oh. if, you, if you like trash TV, that one's for you. The Japanese one's very reserved and polite. <laughs> How do they let the other person down by saying like, no, I don't. Want. Uh, it's surprising. Like uh, and the women, the women are stronger, which I think is a shift in Japanese culture. But there's this idea that, you know, men were calling the shots in Japan uh, and women were a bit more submissive. But most of the time, the other one's like, you know, I don't like you. You're not going to meet my needs and you're kind of a loser. But they say it in a nice way. That's what I mean. How do they say it? I want yeah, to um, check it out. Hello? Hello? Where did you go? Oh my god, look at this. Now Autumn's frozen. Okay, I'll wrap up the show. Uh, Hoffen pepper. Delicious hot sauce. Made by the hand of a pro. And somebody who cares. Check them out. Hoffenpepper.com Use our promo code one topic for some percentage off when you buy delicious Hot sauce made with love. I don't know why I'm speaking like William Shatner.